Welcome back to Counting on Grace, Chapter 16, The Stranger. Arthur is the first one to see the man. Mr. Wilson got on the train and same time someone else got off. He calls in my ear when we pass each other in the row that runs between two of our frames. A man with a load of boxes, he's coming to the mill. Ever since we wrote that letter to the child labor place, Arthur is waiting for an inspector to come and shut down the mill. I told him over and over that nobody cares about a bunch of us kids in a little nowhere Vermont town, but he says I'm wrong. Whenever the train whistle blows, Arthur manages to get himself over to the window. He needs to keep occupied when those two frames of his mother's are up and running and he's cleared his boards and has nothing to do. Wish I had a minute with nothing to do. If my mare hadn't tangled with Madame Trottier so many times, we could get Arthur to help me doff. But the two mothers practically spit at each other now every time they get close. Then the man from the train walks onto the floor. That is strange. Nobody rings a bell or scoots us into the elevator, so it means he ain't an inspector. The man is wearing a brown slatch hat, a tie, and round glasses pushed up to the top of his long, skinny nose. He looks small standing next to French Johnny, but he has big ears. When he takes off his hat, you can see those ears sticking out so far from behind his head, you expect them to wave at you. I want to keep watching him, but I make myself stare at my hands, because for once... They're moving along lickety-split. Ever since I figured out that number with Miss Leslie, 1,632, I decided I will count each bobbin as I drop it in the box. That keeps my mind tied down to what I'm doing, and I figure it makes me practice my numbers at the same time. One morning, I counted six sides, one after another, and told Arthur I'd docked 812 bobbins so far that day. Arthur said I was wrong, because 136 don't go into 812. Sometimes I'd like to smack his smart self. Besides that, my mère is in a bad mood. George has been giving us trouble all morning, and I sure don't want to take any chance with Marie when she's being her so good self. When things are singing along like that, it don't matter how many strangers are staring at me from the end of the row. Before I know it, French Johnny is standing by my elbow, breathing his hot air breath on the place at the top of my head where my braids cross over each other. 135, 36, done. I sing out to my mother and her foot lifts to jog the rail. French Johnny gives her a wave. She lowers her foot to the floor without starting up the frame and goes back over to clear her scavenger rolls. This fellow come from the head office to photograph the frames, he says. You move aside, Grace. No, says the man. He has to shake French Johnny's arm and shout to make himself heard. I want the girl in the picture, too, for scale. Neither one of us knows what that word means, and he can tell. It shows how large the machine is if she stands in front. Those are my instructions. French Johnny cocks his head. 
One of Delia's frames has gone down. Hurry it up, he calls back over his shoulder as he leaves us, looking at each other.